The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, we all need to just take a chill pill, calm down. End of three quarters in the NBA Finals. It's 88 to 78. The point spread right now, Suns minus eight and a half, a total of 221 and a half. Massive quarter if you had the over like uh, Mr. Seidenberg here. But we got to get to something that is... That is going to be just one of the all-time, all-time bad beats. And both Scott and I, and Scott can get into it a little bit later, the Washington Nationals tonight were a slight underdog in the first five. That's what we played because it was Max Scherzer against Hugh Darvish. The Nationals... Got eight runs. Mm-hmm. They were up 8 nothing with Max Scherzer on the hill, who entered tonight with a 2.10 ERA. Got snubbed from the All-Star game. Maybe a little extra motivation there. He just gave up a grand slam to a relief pitcher, and the Nationals have now gotten out of the fourth inning uh, it is eight to seven, Scott. Well, let, let me just yeah. Uh, can for you the go, go through it? Let me first of all, you Darvish, you know, had a bad outing, which we expected. We bet against you Darvish in this game and banked on Max Scherzer to go out and do what he's done pretty much all season long, actually, except for April. Since April, Max Scherzer has been a dominant pitcher in Major League Baseball. So the Nationals are up eight nothing going to the bottom of the fourth inning. Fernando Tatis Jr. leads off with a solo home run. Okay, it's eight nothing. It happens. Pound, pound the strike zone, right? You know, let's just get let's get through this game. Eight to nothing is the score. 
He then strikes out Jake Cronenworth. So now there's one out, nobody on. Manny Machado hit by pitch. Grissom then singles. Hosmer hit by pitch. Now the bases are loaded. A walk walks in another run. Caratini then strikes out. So two outs, two runs in. You're okay. We got a pitcher up now. The relief pitcher's up. No pinch hit decision for the Padres. Grand slam by Camarena. And it's an 8-6 ball game. Tommy Pham then doubles. Fernando Tatis then singles in Tommy Pham. And it's an 8-7 ball game going to the top of the fifth inning. As Tim and I and everybody who backed the Nationals in the first five just holding our breaths, <laughs> hoping that they can escape with a lead after five innings. <laughs> I mean, I could all I could do is laugh. I, I got the Bucks plus five tonight. They're down ten after three quarters. Okay, chalk that one up as a loser. I took the under two twenty one and a half. We had a hundred and one first half points. Mm-hmm. The third quarter gave us a combined sixty five points. So the live total is now back to where I bet it at 221 and a half. And a first five under, or first five, excuse me, first five money line in which the team I was backing yeah. had one of the best pitchers of this generation on the hill and had an eight-run lead, and he gave up a grand slam to a relief pitcher. Mm-hmm. So that could be, uh, that could be our, uh, what they say, an all-timer, folks. It's, I tweeted it out uh, that if the Nationals blow this F5, it's the worst F5 beat of the season by far. <laughs> and I know that the, uh, the the Reds actually, the, excuse me, the Brewers actually had a really bad F5 beat today because they were up 2-0 going into the top of the fifth inning. And with two outs, two passed balls allowed a runner on third to score and then the runner on second to go to third. And then that runner then scored on the ensuing passed ball. Two straight passed balls allowed that F5 to be blown for the Milwaukee Brewers. So it's... Listen, what did Aaron Oster say, our producer? Baseball's stupid. Baseball is stupid, folks. Uh, that was the Padres. I uh, love it so much. Yeah. Uh, that was the first ever pitcher to hit a home run off Max Scherzer, too. And it was a relief pitcher. Wasn't It wasn't Madison Bumgarner. It was a relief pitcher. It was a grand slam. <laughs> I mean, all I could do is laugh. All I could do is laugh. 88 to 80, by the way, is the score uh, in uh, game number two, uh, game three. And, you know, it's funny. As we watch this game unfold, it's... A good look for Pat Connaughton, who's actually played well. He's hit a couple yeah. big threes here tonight. Um, but anytime there, there was an opportunity there for the Bucks to hit a three, cut it to five, they miss Chris Paul and one. Mm-hmm. It's a nightcap. It is a nightcap here on VSIN as the Phoenix Suns looking to take a 2 0 series lead in the NBA Finals and route to potentially their first ever NBA championship as a franchise. That's yep. Scott Seidenberg. I'm Tim Murray. JVT will join us. He's planning on joining us in, at 8 45. We'll see how this game unfolds. Giannis has played. Lights out. Terrifically. He's, he's, he's fantastic tonight. He he has been on, you know, people can knock him, uh, shouldn't have won MVP, can't win a championship around Giannis, whatever you want to say, he has not been the issue at all tonight. He's got 34 points, Scott, 12 rebounds. The issue is, and I just tweeted this out, Robin Lopez, Chris Middleton, and Drew Holiday through the first three quarters of this game, were a combined 
11 of 42 from the field for 25 points. And as Jim Root pointed out on Twitter when I tweeted that out, they are also combining to make $71 million. So your other guys need to step up, and they're not doing so. Pat Connaughton, my guy, has got 11 points off the bench. I mean, hell, he's the the next best player tonight for Mm the Bucs. And Giannis, listen, making a case right now, uh, he's playing like an MVP. And this game is not over yet. If the Bucs can manage to steal this game or even, you know, still win this series after dropping these next two games as Devin Booker hits a three. Booker's now got 25 points. I would really like four more points for him to hit that over and actually make up for my loss on the DeAndre Ayton over because DeAndre Ayton only has six points on two of eight shooting. But going back to Giannis, uh, should the Bucks steal this game or win this series despite losing this game? He's making a strong case for the most valuable player after his performance here in this game tonight. Chris Paul, meanwhile, the current MVP favorite, 20 points with three rebounds and four assists. Devin Booker, as I mentioned, uh, could be a sneaky good play for the MVP Based on you know the odds that we saw after game one at plus four hundred, he's got twenty five points, six assists, and five rebounds so far here as we sit in the fourth quarter. And it, it you know they are trying to do every. I mean, Giannis just had a he's had a couple of those just really impressive blocks, and there the Bucks are able to to take over. Giannis, by the way, is hurt, man. Yeah. I mean, this guy. Give him, and he's he's a little banged up right now on that last block, and I think he's gonna he's gonna check out of the game, which is something you have to be a little bit worried about if you're uh, a Bucks fan here. So it's a five point game. Giannis just had a huge block mm-hmm. at the rim, which looked to be you know automatic two points uh, as it was you know Mikhail Bridges and coming down a little bit on awkwardly the other knee. on, on the, the other knee. Leg, yeah. So he's just going to check it out, but he's he's taking uh, he's taking a break and. You know he's been everything. He's been he, he's been everything for the Bucks tonight. He's got 34 points, 12 rebounds. He's got three blocks, and you you just know. And look, first play, they run a pick and roll. The Suns do, Smart. and they get the ball to DeAndre Ayton without Giannis in the middle. How many times have we talked about Monty Williams out coaching Mike Budenholzer, and right there on one play mm-hmm. just shows you why he's a better coach and should have been coach of the year. But oh, why he's a better coach than Mike Budenholzer. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see what the Bucks can do to weather the storm. And Giannis now just taking a, a break on the bench. And, you know, this could fit it. It's a it. dangerous time right now. Yeah, I mean, but you can't. I mean, he's played 33 minutes so far tonight, uh, has Giannis. And he's, once again, played very, very well. Uh, he's actually, for his standards, shot decently from the free throw line. Sure. He's 11 yeah. of 18. Um, but they've got answers. I mean, the Suns have ha- answered everything. They're just... They're they're a better basketball team. They're deeper, and Devin Booker, in big moments, has continued to step up. And he has, you know, he went one for eight from three in game one. He's six for ten tonight. He has continued to hit clutch shot after clutch shot, and it now really does start to beg the question, as we've talked about really at nauseum heading into this series and after game one. And you made a great point. You know what? The talent level that Devin Booker has, he can win MVP. He's the he's the most valuable player of this game mm-hmm. for the Suns, assuming they win it. And he's hit clutch threes at a, a number of times here tonight. It's a 10-point lead now for the Suns with 741 to go uh, with Giannis. I mean, you need him back on the floor. Uh, assuming that he's healthy, he can't rest anymore because 
As soon as he goes off the floor, there goes a 5-0 run for the Suns. Yes, absolutely. And and you expected Devin Booker to come out like this, right? He shot so poorly from three-point range in game one, one of eight. You you knew he wasn't going to be that bad. Six of ten so far from deep is Devin Booker with 28 points. Just needs one more basket or one more point to eclipse the uh, over on his point total of 28 and a half. And, you know, you expected the Bucs to make some sort of defensive adjustment on Chris Paul and they did so here in this game. They limited the pick and roll. That's why DeAndre Ayton only has eight points. But if you're going to put your best defender in Drew Holiday on Chris Paul, that means you have a weaker defender on Devin Booker, who is an elite scorer in this league. And so far, 11 of 23, 6 of 10 from three-point range, and 28 points for Booker as the Suns have this 10-point lead. And the Suns are shooting. uh, They have taken advantage of uh, a poor a defensive three-point uh, uh, team in, in the Bucs. Uh, they are fi- shooting 50% from three right now. Uh, Chris Paul's got a couple threes. Uh, Jay Crowder hit three threes in the first half. You know, we do need to mention that Torrey Craig uh, left this game. He took a charge from Giannis right at the end of the third quarter, and he went down, grabbed his right knee, mm. and needed to be helped off. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Remember, the depth of this Suns team took a hit uh, with Dario Saric being lost yep. with the torn ACL. You have not seen Frank Kaminsky at One all. One minute. One minute yeah. at the end of the third quarter uh, because, once again, to your point about Monty Williams, I mean, I could pick it out. So <laughs> I think I think one of the best coaches in the NBA could figure it out. He could not. He cannot be on the floor. No. He uh, can't be on the floor because he will immediately <laughs> get picked on, and they threw him in there at the end. I think it was even less than a minute in the fourth quarter, so uh, yeah. he couldn't really mess that up. Uh, but, yeah, Torrey Craig, something to keep an eye on, Lo- left the game. He was, you know, hit, hit a couple threes in this one. He had six points. and uh, But, yeah, Devin Booker has been has been really, really good, and, so, and, and speaking, he stepped up. Yeah, speaking of Booker, let me ask you now, and I don't want to get ahead of ourselves because there's 740 left in this game, but let's say the Suns close this game out. They win this game. They're up 2-0, and Booker finishes with the stat line that we see right now. He has a couple more points, but you know the type of game that he has played tonight. Where is the MVP market after this game? And do you still find Chris Paul to be the favorite because of the narrative and because of the people that are going to vote on him uh, as the sentimental kind of career achievement award. Uh, You know, a guy who has been so good in his career, future Hall of Famer, but has always been injured in the postseason and has not been able to come through for his teams. And this is his first NBA Finals. Should they win, you would expect him to win the award. We saw the odds jump from plus 160 before tip to minus 143, minus 150 after that game one performance with Booker at plus 400. Based off of this Game 2 performance from Booker, where do the odds shift in your mind after this game? It's a great question. Um, I, I They obviously have to shift in favor of as he's wide open for three and hits another. I mean, it, it has been a Devin Booker game. Over point total. There you go. Uh, you you were on Devin Booker over and uh, an 8-0 run, and this one is, uh, I don't want to call it over yet, but it is, uh, it is pretty much it. all but she wrote here because Devin Booker, like we've seen, a handful of times in this postseason, just gets to another level. The closeout game against the Lakers, Mm -hmm. the closeout game against Denver. Uh, He has been phenomenal this postseason, and it was a a pick-and-roll, another wide-open three. The three-point defensive strategy for the Bucs has been putrid. 
And credit to the Suns, though. Their ball movement is a thing of beauty. They move the ball around the perimeter so well, and they have taken full advantage of this here tonight. Um, yeah, I, I would say, so I believe this is BetMGM live NBA Finals MVP odds. And Devin Booker is now plus 220, Chris Paul at minus 150. Minus 150, plus 220, so no change on Chris Paul. No change on Chris Paul. That's interesting, no change on Chris Paul. I was thinking maybe there'd be a, a slight change on Chris Paul, and then you could buy back on Chris Paul to be the MVP. But Devin Booker's making his case here with this performance. And I said it on Rush Hour uh, earlier today here on VSIN. I said this tonight was going to be the Devin Booker game. And the reason why I said that was because of the defensive adjustments I expected to see from the Milwaukee Bucks. You know, they talked about it so much after the game about what they had to do to guard Chris Paul and how they were going to put Drew Holiday on him like you saw in the fourth quarter and just take away that pick and roll and take away that mid-range. And they've done it, but it's been all Devin Booker here in game two. The Bucks trying to... Uh... To get a little little back here as uh, Drew Holiday will head to the free throw line for for an and one opportunity, one hundred three to ninety four with the uh, with the free throw pending here. Um, you know what's been interesting is uh, DeAndre Ayton uh, has been pretty much minimized here tonight. Just ten points uh, hasn't gotten a double double just yet. Could mm-hmm. get there. He's got he needs two rebounds, so he certainly could get there, uh, especially if you know the Bucks start shooting threes. Uh, here, but you know, look at those odds. I mean, you got plus 240 on the no for DeAndre Ayton. Once again, not there yet, and uh, certainly an opportunity, just two rebounds shy of the possibility. But um, you know, good, good help defense from um, from uh, from Drew Holiday, and and this thing is is not oh, done yet. Oh my gosh! Just, I mean, it, just bad basketball, it, man. It is. It's so it's so infuriating for the Bucks who. Every time it feels like there is an opportunity, they'll hit this three. It's just, that has been the way that, well, surprisingly, Ew. no. <laughs> Jay Crowder just missed Gross. a terrible three. Um, <laughs> he knew uh. I was calling that one. Um, but it just feels like every time there's, there's been a moment to try to, to get into. Mm-hmm. And, 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 g- and g- give credit, though, to Devin Booker uh, with, his, with his big shots here, Scott, because he has stepped up in, in some in really important times. And, you know, we are we are still a bit on on cover watch here. It's sure. a six point game. It's uh, not by over the way, yet. your total um not looking good. Eh, two twenty with the five minutes to go. You're you know, you're te- not in terrible shape. Not terrible shape, but not on pace. Well, it's and we'll a see and we'll see what the Phoenix Suns try to do. Do they bleed it out, really have quality possessions? They don't want to get into an up and down game and uh, you know Can't be missing shots. Can't be missing threes like that, you know. Um and it, as this game gets closer the under certainly comes into play. Oh, my gosh. You know, I love Pat Connaughton, but he's not the guy. No. And I know he's had and – he, and that happened uh, in, I think it was the Atlanta series. I mean, there, there just have been moments where, look, I get it. You know, you're mm-hmm. open. You're an NBA player. Your teammate just got you in the, a pass in the pocket, but I don't know if the, he's the one you want shooting that shot midway through the shot clock. So – we have hit a uh, media timeout with four and change to go. 103 to 97 is the score. So we are a bit on cover watch mm-hmm. here uh, with the Bucks still hanging around. You know, I, the Bucks were a two-point favorite in the second half. And right now they are winning the second half by five. So uh, if you played that, you're, you're feeling 
okay, but free throws could be coming here. Uh, just depends on how this thing plays out these final four and a half minutes. If it gets to eight, ten points, are you going to start to see fouling? The problem about fouling the Phoenix Suns, Scott, they don't they miss free throws. Yeah. I am honestly, I have no idea how this is a six-point game. Yeah, it's funny how this game. Is, <laughs> it's funny how this game is flipped because I mean, it's, it's if, all honest. But I, in the first quarter, yeah. when if you watch that first quarter, you would have thought. The Bucks have dominated this game. They were up three. Actually, had a one point. Were down one. They ended the quarter on a on a four all run. They were up three. I thought they dominated that first quarter. Then they fell apart mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the second quarter. And for the most part, you know, every time it, it feels like they're chipping away, Devin Booker's hitting a big three, or they're turning the ball over. The Bucks are. I, I agree with you. You know, watching this game, it it doesn't feel like it's a six point game. But the Bucks now have an opportunity, and and yeah, Giannis has uh, has really been. You know, look at, you know, I know plus minus isn't the greatest indicator of, of statistics, mm-hmm. but Giannis is plus seven. Everyone else other than Drew Holiday is in the negative. Drew Holiday's plus one. Yeah. Chris Middleton's minus 11. Mm-hmm. So Giannis, to your point, he has been. But what that also shows you is that the Suns have taken advantage when Giannis oh, comes yeah. out of the game. 100%. So Giannis comes out of the game because he needs to take a blow, because he needs to get some treatment on that knee, uh, put some ice on it, get it massaged a little bit. We saw last time they took a shoe off, and they were kind of extra, you know, working out his leg a little bit there on the uh, sideline. And the Suns took advantage. They won on that quick 5-0 run. So that plus minus is telling you that the Suns are doing a great job of scoring when Giannis is not in the ball game. And if it's just amazing to me. Like, how is this a six-point game? I feel like this should be easily a double-digit Suns lead. Uh, you know, all it takes is one little run from them, and they'll get back up to double digits. But this game is scary close right now for the Phoenix Suns. The Bucks. this could be one of the all-time steals if they can somehow win this game. Yeah, no, I think you hit it. Uh, if they pull this, if they steal this game, it completely flips the, the, the mindset of this series because they go back to Milwaukee doing what they wanted to do. And I'll tell you what. Giannis is healthy, and Torrey Craig's now hurt, and it's a 1-1 series. I will make this bold prediction. I don't think it happens because I don't think the Suns blow this game. If the Bucks win this game tonight, Giannis is your new favorite for MVP. Oh, yeah. I agree. By the way. Yeah. <laughs> Nationals. So, once again, <laughs> both Scott and I. Scott had it closing out. What a four-leg parlay. Yes. So, congratulations on that. Thank well you. done. Good hit. I just had a single bet because I'm not a big parlay guy. Uh, they were up 8 nothing. The Nationals were. <laughs> 8-0 with Max Scherzer on the hill. He gave a grand slam to a relief pitcher. The Nats do get there in yep. the first five. <laughs> they hold seven. on. Oh, my God. <laughs> and by the way, this is trending to hit the total head-on and to hit the spread head-on. More to come on game number two on the other side. It's the nightcap here on VEASAN. You know, Charles Barkley, I think it was game six against the Hawks. He said of the Bucks that they have to be the dumb one of the dumbest basketball teams yeah. out there. They have to be one of the dumbest basketball teams. It's 110 to 102. Bucks trailing the Suns. I'll get to 
just the inability to grab a defensive rebound here in just a moment. But they get it down to one second on the shot clock. There is a floater from Mikhail Bridges, and Pat Connaughton comes over and hits him in the side of the head. From behind. That is one of the worst slash dumbest plays that you could possibly do. If he's going to make that, okay, you live with it. But you hit him in the head, and, I mean, it's all but over. So we're sweating it out now. The total is sitting at 214. The Suns are going to win, and I don't know if the Bucs are going to foul here. So the the over doesn't look great. Um, But, you know, the Suns shooting... As, as hot as they are, I wouldn't be surprised if they hit a hit a three here. So it's a 10-point game with 51.5 seconds to go. I tell you what, for those who have the over like yourself, Scott, a quick three here for Milwaukee makes this a little bit different, and then you might see a foul, a miss, and it's pretty much done. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm rooting for now is that this is the ultimate sweat here with 51 and a half seconds left. Uh, uh, you know, stupid turnover by the Suns there, but they were just trying to bleed the clock out anyway. But yeah, if the Bucks hit a three here, um, you know, you'll, they'll see the pressure on on the Suns, and there will be a foul. Both teams are in the bonus, so even if the Bucks can attack the basket and get to the free throw line, you know, free throws are your best friend right now if you're rooting for the over. So oh, yeah. if the Bucks can attack the basket, try for an N1, they don't need to shoot a three. If they can just get an easy two and then get to the free throw line, maybe get the three the old-fashioned way, uh, that would be a way to just keep them in this game, and then hopefully they can get uh, another possession here. If you get an empty possession from the Suns, uh, you could find yourself in a situation where it's 112-108 in the closing seconds of the game. Look, 112-108, man, that would be like that would be like a gift from the gambling gods because <laughs> I would I would hit my I would get my cover and I would get the under there. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen, but hey, wishful thinking. Uh, we'll see. But 51.5 seconds to go. But uh, when we went to break, there was a possession. I'm gonna see if I can pull up the play-by-play here uh, because this, you know, this has kind of been indicative of the night. Um, Chris Paul. All right, so it was 103.97. Chris Paul, late in the shot clock, shoots a three. Okay, sorry, I, I misspoke. So let's get let's fast forward ahead. Still 103.97. Chris Paul, three misses. Mikael Bridges, offensive rebound, kick to Booker, misses. Another offensive rebound, and then you know, of course, a corner three wide open from Chris Paul is going to go down, and that's what uh, that's what it was. So that I mean, you just you can't have that, and it's been it, to me, it's just been lack of execution and an inability to uh, to to get any sort of um, you know offensive rebound. As, as we're all t- both trying to do a radio show and intently watch what's happening here. 33, I don't know what the Bucs... 33 was, seconds to go. Once again, dumb fouls. But why? I don't understand what they were doing. They literally, they, they tried to foul, but the Suns passed the ball out. So the Suns played great offense there. It's 112-104. If you're going to foul, you foul right, right away, away early in the shot clock. The fact that they allowed the Suns to just hold the ball until the end of the shot clock and then they fouled, it, it's, it's unbelievable. They're not giving themselves an out here. They just wasted 14 seconds. 14 seconds. I mean, those are those are so precious. I, I if you're not going to foul, I don't agree with it. But okay, you play it out. You don't foul the the late fouls and shot clock against one of the best three uh, free throw shooting teams, you know, in the league. Just it's inexplicable. So, by the way, the over is probably going to hit here. There's 220. Uh, we'll see if they they foul. Um, they are so the over is going to hit. 
This is, this is, a, this is a catastrophic night. Just awful. Absolutely awful. Barry's on me, brother. 114 to 106, free throws coming. And it is, uh, Suns are going to get the cover. The over is going to hit. And uh, the Suns are going to be up 2 0. Giannis did all he could. He had 42, 42 points. points, 12 rebounds. He had three blocks in this game as well. There's nothing more you could have asked for Giannis to do in this game. He got nothing from his teammates. Nothing. 115 to 106. One more free throw coming to clear every number for all of you over betters. I think uh, my partner over here is already in the clear. You what, 220? Yeah. There you go. You got your win. Uh, one more free throw to come. Giannis checks out. Super duper. What a night. Yeah. Hey, at least the Nats covered the first five. It's a nightcap here on DC. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. is your betting headquarters for UFC 264. We're bringing you an in-depth analysis of the McGregor-Poirier main event 
plus key bouts on the undercard from our full team of experts, including Lou Finicaro, Reed Kuhn, who you heard from earlier tonight, and Jordan Sherwood. Sign up for the free VSIN newsletter to receive our digital guide and tune in Saturday at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific for First Strike, our live preview show with updates from all of our fight experts. Get everything you need for betting on UFC 264. Sign up now for the free UFC 264 betting guide at vcin.com backslash free. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. It has gone final in Phoenix. The Suns now up two games to none. 118 to 108 the final. And you might not have been feeling great at the half, but you got there if you had the over here tonight. And uh, by the way, the uh, second half uh, line does not come home. (laughs) Phoenix covers. Uh, They get a late couple buckets. It it felt like it was not going to happen, and then it does happen. So 118-108. Phoenix covers the second half as they were a two-point second-half dog. And the uh, second half over, which, oh, yeah, yeah that, was, that was easy. That was uh, 112, it goes over, that was uh, two, or sorry, 125 in the second half. The game total goes over for a second time, so the favorite and the over, the pub, the public's favorites. Yeah. Uh, so the public is probably having themselves a good series so far. Um, I had a good game one and a horrendous game two. I took the points of the Bucks. Uh, I took the under uh, right when this thing. I will say, and I should have bet off. I don't know why I didn't get off of it, Scott. As things went on, I just I, I had a bad feeling about the over. Yeah. I, I did like the Bucks, though. I, I I can't. I have to you know hold my head up high on that one because I like the Bucks and uh, Suns are just a better team, man. And that's what it comes down to. Giannis did all that he could, and we'll get to the superlatives for the Suns here in just a moment. But for Giannis, forty-two points. By the way, here at Circa, plus 400, any player to score 40 points. Nice cash. That cashes. Uh, plus two, 240, Giannis being the game's leading scorer. Giannis scores 42. Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez, Drew Holiday combined to score 36 points. Chris Middleton, 11 points tonight. He was tr- he was great in game one. Mm-hmm. Absolutely awful. Awful tonight. And, you know, you can't win without... Nope. These players stepping and, up. And Giannis, 12 rebounds also in this performance. 42 points and 12 boards. So if you played the, any PRA, went over well, oh, all yeah. the numbers for Giannis uh, tonight. And really a Herculean effort. But look at the three-point shooting for the Bucks. We expected it to drop off uh, from what it was. They shot almost 45% in Game 1. But they've been atrocious this postseason, shooting 31% from three-point range. They shot 29% here this evening, 9 of 31 from deep, and ill-advised shots. You know, Pat Connaughton was the best three-point shooter of the night for them. He was 4 of 9, but Giannis was 1 of 5. Middleton, 1 of 6. 1 of 3 for Holiday. 1 of 3 for Forbes. Just a bad shooting night from a bad three-point shooting team this postseason. And the Suns, meanwhile, 50% from three-point range, 20 of 40. From beyond the arc, it kept that it, is how you dominate a basketball game. It kept a minute in the first quarter when it was uh, a really impressive start by the Bucks, who outscored the Suns by 20 in the paint, 20 to nothing. But guess what the Suns did? Eight of 14 from three. It, even though if you watched that first quarter, you felt like the Bucks were dominating, were more physical. They were down three. The Suns were after the first quarter because they were hitting everything, and they end up going 20 of 40. Uh, let's get you uh, updated lines and and where we stand. Um, I gotta know where the, I imagine I know where the public will be on this one. Milwaukee 
opens up Game 3 as a a 3.5-point favorite against the Phoenix Suns, a total of 222, and um, the adjusted series price over at the Westgate, Suns minus 500, Mm -hmm. Bucks plus 400. And I got the adjusted MVP odds, Chris Paul minus 120, so still the favorite, but Devin Booker goes from plus 400 before the game, plus 180 now after this performance, and Giannis actually creeping up a bit, plus 500. So Giannis, with this performance tonight, and if you think the Bucs can win this series, which they did come back from 0-2 to beat the Nets, so there's that history on their side. Uh, Giannis at plus 500 could be worth a sprinkle, but Booker at plus 180 has now narrowed the odds against Chris Paul. That's going to be a real interesting battle to see what happens over the next two wins, not next two games, just the next two wins for the Phoenix Suns because you and I both expect the Suns to win this series. They just have to win two out of the next four games. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. I mean, gambling, <laughs> you, you get the wins and you, you, you move on to tomorrow, man. The losses uh, for me, this was, this was a tough one. Um, I have the Suns to win the series. I, I still thought the Suns, I just thought tonight, I thought the Bucks had a chance to win this game. Uh, I really thought this would be a close game. Uh, and, and to be honest, they only have themselves to blame. I, I really, I, I really look at it. This, that, that's how this game unfolded. Uh, but Devin Booker was, was great. I mean, he hit clutch three after clutch three. Second half, he hit three really important threes, mm-hmm. Scott. He finishes with seven threes in this game. He's one for eight in game one from three. Uh, he finishes seven for 12 in this game. As you mentioned, the stat line, 31 points, six assists, five rebounds. He was great. Uh, any, it, it felt like any run that the Bucks made, Devin Booker answered with a big three. Three really important threes. And yeah, I, I think the most interesting thing now in this series, um, you know, A, how do the Bucks come out in, mm-hmm. in the first quarter, in the first half? I think that could be a bet on spot uh, looking at the line at three and a half, you know it's going to be adjusted. I would say Bucks are probably minus two first quarter. Sure, and sure, sure. maybe even minus three first yeah, half. There'll, there'll be a disparity. There'll oh, be a yeah. disparity there, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I think first quarter is the play you should look at the most uh, if you think the Bucks are going to come out because the depth is has played a, a key factor in this series because the Bucks don't have it and the Suns do. Look at the second quarter tonight, 30 to 16. Mm-hmm. The Suns outscored the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, if you played any exact series, I, I know you liked Bucks in, or sorry, Suns in five. Yeah. You have to feel pretty good right now. Oh, yeah, I feel really good, but also the Suns could win this thing in four. They could. They absolutely <laughs> and, could. And, and I'll tell you right now, I'm probably going to take the points with the Suns in game three um, because based on what I saw in these first two games, I, I don't think this team deserves to be getting any kind of points. Uh, they should be a favorite in every game that they play. So I'm curious to see where the line movement is going to go. Maybe I jump in right now and just take the plus of three points uh, as, as see what it's offered at right now. But it's interesting. We look at Devin Booker. We look at the way that Chris Paul has played. Chris Paul outshined Devin Booker in game one, but yep. Devin Booker still had a nice game, 27 points. Devin Booker outshines Chris Paul here in game two, but Paul still had a good game. 23, 23 and eight. points and eight assists. <laughs> you know, he, he, those still guys are good. Had, he still had a good game. Those guys Overshadowed are, by the 31 points. Those though. guys are pretty good. The <laughs> over hits again. The favorite covers again. 118 to 108. The Phoenix Suns have a 2-0 series lead. It is the nightcap. JVT will join us on the other side right here on VEASAN. There's a lot happening these days. 
but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The Seven every weekday. So follow The Seven right now. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Tomorrow's episode of the Ron Flatter Racing Pod looks ahead to the next to next Thursday's opening of the summer season at Saratoga. Tom Law of the Saratoga Special offers an on-the-spot preview horse players advocate. Jeff Platt discusses the evolving rules for pick six wagers at Saratoga and Del Mar. Rampart Casino Sportsbook Director Dwayne Colucci handicaps weekend races. Subscribe now at vcin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. It's sponsored by First Bet. It's a nightcap here on vcin. That is a very happy Scott Seidenberg. I am uh, eh, not so happy. But, hey, you live you live to move on to the next bet. Uh, as the Bucks and Suns, game two in the books, Suns win 118 to 108. The over hits, the Suns cover, and Devin Booker, a tremendous performance, and he is now uh, creeping up there in the MVP odds. And to give you some instant analysis, we bring in our senior NBA analyst, that is JVT, Jonathan Von Tobel, at me, JVT, again. And, you know, JVT, something that you pointed out, I can't remember if it was late in the regular season talking about Bucks futures or early in the postseason, why you just did not trust them 
was their inability to defend the three-point arc. They were one of the worst teams in the league at defending the three. And tonight, while they made adjustments on the pick and roll, and I liked what I saw early on in that factor, the ball movement by Phoenix was tremendous, and it just felt like it was a three-point shooting barrage, 20 of 40, also, a lot of those were uncontested. I just felt like there was a lot of breakdowns defensively for the Bucks on rotations. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's what they do, right? Regular season, Tim, uh, third most wide open looks allowed in terms. And for those who don't know, wide open looks are defenders six feet or more away. Uh, they have the third highest rate of wide open three-pointers allowed in the regular season on defense. Uh, they were 29th in terms of their perimeter defense, opponent three-point shooting, about 38, 39%. And you saw it, right? And, you know, it's, it's funny because... You talk about these adjustments, and this is why uh, I have been tie- kind of pounding the drum here that this is going to be a higher-scoring series, that mm-hmm. these games are going to continue to kind of come in over the, some of these totals. Both of these teams match up relatively well with the other. We could talk about the Bucks' offense, but we're, since we're talking about the Suns' defense, right? You, we can talk about the switching that they did in Game 1. Well, here in Game 2, they went to the drop coverage a little bit more than they did in Game 1, and they eliminated DeAndre Ayton from the equation from an offensive standpoint, right? Only, what, 10, 11 points, 4, 10 from the floor, but... When you play your drop coverage so much, that's what leads to these threes that you're going to give up. It's why you give up the third most wide open looks from three in the regular season. It's why you're a poor perimeter defense. And sure enough, today, 20 to 39, uh, if you exclude the heaves at the end of quarters and whatnot, the Suns did an absolutely tremendous job of exploiting that. It goes to Monty Williams and how well he has coached them to look at whatever is in front of them and exploit whatever the weakness is. Uh, but also, too, you know, and I'm, I got the numbers in front of me. Let's see. You know, the, the Bucks eventually came out with a better offensive rebounding rate. But the key offensive rebounds and key possessions, giving those up late that led to wide open threes, uh, it was a clinic in terms of that. So, you know, yeah, like uh, there's a lot of crushing, but again, I don't know what you're supposed to do. Again, we'll talk about the offense, but the Suns exploited the defense just like they were supposed to do today. Yeah, and speaking of that offense, JVT, you had talked about it with us earlier this week. You tweeted it out as well. They needed to be more aggressive in getting to the basket. They went to the free throw line only, what, three times in the first half? They did a much better job of it in the second half, but really in the second quarter, they could have used that as an opportunity. They had the lead at the end of the first quarter. They should have been more aggressive getting to the basket. You know, I don't know if it was Giannis just maybe not feeling it early, but what did you make of their offensive approach there in the first half? Yeah, I would agree with that. You know, I think I thought the first quarter kind of see what you're talking about, right, was a lot better because in the first quarter they had, I think, uh, 13 or 14 attempts within four feet of the basket. Yeah, they outscored them 20 20 to nothing in the paint, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and so like the first quarter it got there, but then in the second quarter when you saw some Giannis, you know, Giannis minutes on the bench, all that stuff, you know, you, they they went away from that attack within four feet. So that's look, that's going to be the key for this team, man, going forward. And today they didn't shoot an insane clip, twenty-one of thirty-five, but it's getting there. It's drawing the seven shooting fouls that they did, and you saw the first quarter and the third quarter. What happened when you get aggressive and go to the basket? Success. You have a lot of success offensively. And then, you you know, again, we'll talk about the ancillary pieces, and then you need the other pieces to kick in. But today, 41% of their attempts came within four feet, the Milwaukee Bucks. The Phoenix Suns, I think I told you guys this on Tuesday, coming into this series, gave up the most attempts within four feet of the basket. Opponents just weren't shooting very well. I, I get how this game went, but this is something you have to continue to do if you are the Milwaukee Bucks and if you want to win this series. You saw the way the second quarter went if you wanted to get away from it, but those first and third quarters, they tell you a tale of if you're going to have success in this series, the answer is in the painted area and in the restricted area if you're Milwaukee. Yeah, you look at Giannis tonight as we talked to JVT. He had 42 points. He was You can't 
can't ask for more. And I know he's drawn his fair share of criticism, whether right or wrong, because, hey, he's an MVP and he's got to win championships, all this and that. Uh, well, what else can you ask for from the dude? Coming off a knee injury a week ago, he had 42 points tonight. I could go without him shooting five threes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. other than that, uh, JBT, because it's going to be pointed out, and rightfully so, and I think you pointed out, you know, plus minus. Um, Chris Middleton, yeah. minus 15. He was awful. And and I don't know what it is about Chris Middleton, because I thought he was the reason that they were able to stay in game one. You saw how he played in games five and six. It's a Jekyll and Hyde type of player in Chris Middleton that seems like it's his M.O. And I tweeted it out going into the third quarter, or into the fourth quarter, I should say, and, and it pretty much bears true at the conclusion. 42 from Giannis. Middleton, Lopez, and Holiday combined to score 36 points in this game. You can't win if your other pieces are absolutely dreadful offensively. Yeah, and look, I'm not one, Tim. You know, I'm very much pro player, and I never really like to go after guys. And when you get Middleton and Holiday, kind of what you're talking about, right? 12 or 37 from the floor in this game. But to me, what sticks out in terms of a couple of the numbers here in this game so far, we can talk about Chris Middleton, but. 41.1% 41.1% from the floor, 28.9% from three, 67% from the free throw line. That's Drew Holiday in this postseason, mm-hmm. and, and Drew Holiday again today. And, and what sucks about Holiday is, if you watched him today, I thought he was incredible on defense. Me he too. Was absolutely spectacular. He had so many good plays. The block, he was great on that end of the floor. But for some reason on offense, he has absolutely nothing. He can't finish around the basket. He can't hit a three-point shot. He has no mid-range game. It has completely disappeared. And it sucks because, like, you know, we could talk about Middleton. And I, I think I don't think he gets absolved. But I think the bigger story is here throughout the postseason and through the first two games of this series, your lead ball handler, your point guard, gives you next to nothing on the offensive end. And this is, again, this right. This has been an issue. I made the joke. Tim, I know you liked the tweet. Yeah. I made the joke in game one. I thought they traded away Eric Bledsoe, but they didn't. <laughs> it's just the same guy that's out there. And this has been a really big problem. You need. We could talk about Chris Middleton again, but you need something out of your lead point guard, and they have nothing from Drew Holiday, and that has really held them back. What type of adjustments do you expect the Bucks to make now moving into this Game 3? You saw the adjustments they made defensively from Game 1 to Game 2. You mentioned it. DeAndre Ayton was completely eliminated in this game. He had 10 points on 4 of 10 shooting, but it was Booker and it was the 3-point shooting that did them in. Would you expect them now to guard the perimeter a little better, thus freeing up Ayton a little bit more? Do we go back to Ayton here in Game 3? So I'm laughing because, honestly, like this might sound crazy, I don't think you change much. Like, right? Like, if I'm Mike Budenholzer, I, I guess I walk into the locker room and go, hey, 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 Drew, hey, Chris, can you please be a little bit better in game three? Like, <laughs> if you if you look at the game plan for today, guys, right? We Like, if they were down, they, they cut it to, I think, what, four multiple times in the fourth quarter? Like, they were right there. And yet, when you go back on the defensive end, it's a key offensive rebound, right? It's a big three mm-hmm. off of a rebound, whatever it was. You know, this pretty much worked. Like, if you're telling me, let's just say you get two more Mayfield goals, right, from either Middleton or Drew Holiday. We're talking about a game in which they cover, and it's extremely close. So, like, I don't know if I'm running to the X's and O's and being like, all right, we got to scrap everything. I don't think that's the case. You eliminated DeAndre Ayton, who had 22 points in game one. Your drop coverage worked to a certain extent in terms of guarding the pick and roll. And, yes, you gave up open threes. That's what you've been doing all year long, right? I actually didn't hate everything that you saw. You went back to attacking the basket if you were in Milwaukee, right? And that worked to a certain extent. Giannis, who averaged 40 points in the two regular season games, had, what, 40 points again here today? So, like, it sounds crazy because you lost by 10. 
I don't know if I make that many adjustments other than, look, we're going back home. Drew and Chris, just give me something consistently, right? Like today, Tim, your boy deserves his last name. Pat Connaughton, yeah. I thought, was really solid in spots, right? He he actually brought some energy. He consistently grabbed some big, uh, gritty offensive rebounds, hit some three-point shots. Like if you get just a smidge of that from either Holiday or Middleton, this is a completely different game. So to answer your question, like I just don't know if I'm making massive adjustments because you had a four-point game on your hands multiple times today. What's amazing, though, is that you say all of that, JVT, they still lost by 10. They're still down two games to none. I don't know if the Bucks can really do anything to get back in this series. Even if they do steal a game on home court, I still think this is the Suns just waiting to crown themselves champions. Yeah, yeah and look, I would agree. It's why I picked the Suns to win the series, right? And to, to me, a game like today, and as we move forward, it's more along the lines, like I've been telling you guys, like I've been writing on the website, this is a higher scoring series, right? Yep. This is ultimately, I think, what this comes back down to, right? Like this, these are two offenses that I think have things that will just bother the other. You have one guy in Milwaukee who just can't be stopped. I'm sorry, but DeAndre Aiden has improved. He's not matching up with Giannis Antetokounmpo. Mm-hmm. You saw it multiple times here. They were throwing two and three guys at him to try to stop him, and that wasn't even working today. And on the other end, you just have a defense that, okay, you're going to switch everything. We're going to exploit it. We're going to do drop coverage. We're going to exploit it. And, and so to me, I think that's my ultimate takeaway here is I would agree with that. Look, you know, the Suns are going to win this series. I thought it was going to happen. I thought it was going to be six games. It's still the opportunity to do so. We don't know what happens in Milwaukee. But at the end of the day, I think the takeaway is, like we talked about, like I don't know what adjustments you make because I just don't know if you're stopping Phoenix. So it's about your offense getting better. You know, I do local radio. I had the, I had the uh, honor to get to talk to Eddie Johnson, who, who did, played for the Suns for a while. And he was talking about this, too. It was like, look. You just got to score more points if that's going to be the case in Milwaukee. And I think that's what we're seeing moving forward. So that's my takeaway, man. It's like, I don't know about these adjustments because I think you're doing everything you possibly can. I think this is just a high-scoring series. And we're going to see in Milwaukee like some 115 to 120 type games. You look at Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez, and Drew Holiday tonight uh, doing the quick math. 16 of 46 or 47 from the field. Uh, Yeah, we will see. Game three coming up on Sunday night. JVT, always appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank you, guys. And don't get it twisted. CP3 is still the MVP. Yes, yes, yes. We'll get you updated odds on the other side. It's the nightcap here on Visa. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.